as I start this message, I want to ask you a question. Are you vulnerable enough to let down your guard and listen with a heart that wants to receive from God? If you're open, the spirit will speak to you and give you personal insight for your life. Everybody say personal insight. Something just for me. Amen. Say this. We say my faith potential is not determined by the world's standards, stereotypes or statistics. Say that one more time. Say, my faith potential is not determined by the world's standards, stereotypes, or statistics. The world cannot tell me who I am and what I can accomplish. Glory be to God. Amen? Say that one more time. Say, the world cannot tell me who I am and what I can accomplish. Praise the Lord. I want you to get that in your spirit because a lot of times we've been contained. It's like this bottle. We've been contained. We just bounce and bounce, boom, boom, boom. And God is ready to take us to another level. But we got to have confidence that God can do it and he will do it for us. Amen. Glory be to God. Nobody would have thought that David could defeat a giant. No one would have thought that David could defeat a giant. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's turn your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17. First Samuel chapter 17, verses 33. And it says this, First Samuel chapter 17, verse 33. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth and he is a man of war from his youth. See, from a natural standpoint, there's no way that David could be Goliath from a natural standpoint. And we got to understand that sometimes God's going to call us into situations where our faith potential is going to have to show up because if in the natural, we can't do it. Everybody saying the natural, we can't do it. I'm going to read that one more time. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. And it says, and, and Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistines to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. I want you to get that in your spirit because there are going to be times in your life where you're trying to go after something and people are going to tell you that you can't do it, that you can't accomplish it, that it's much more than you, but God has told you that you can. And you got to be willing to stay with God to get to what God is calling you to do in life. See, that's why statistics, stereotypes don't make, don't make any difference. Because if God is speaking something to you, you're the one that can break out of it. Everybody say break out. Everybody say break out. Say I'm the one that can break out. Whew. Well, get that in your spirit. Before I go any further, I need you to understand. Faith, everybody say faith potential. Say I can break out. It makes no difference if they couldn't do it. If God is with me, I can. I want you to think about a situation in your life that seems to be containing you and you know that you want to go to the next level, but it seems to be containing you. With faith potential, you can break out of it. Think about it. Something that's been containing you and you know you want to go to the next level. You know the word of God wants you to go to the next level. You know the Holy Spirit wants you to go to the next level. But it seems like that it just keeps pulling you back to the same place. And today I want you to know that you can break out of it. Everybody say, I can break out. Everybody say, I can break out. Do you believe that? Do you believe you can break out? Do you believe you can go to the next level? 
You got to believe that you can go to the next level because your belief in you. So you got to believe in God, but you also have to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to be able to do it because when because when the going gets tough and God is not speaking, but he has spoken. He's not speaking, but he has spoken. So he told you something last week. And then today you're in a situation. You got to believe in yourself that you heard what God said and that I can continue on with my with my strength in him. Amen. I got everybody. I got to believe in myself. Come on. One more time. Say, I got to believe in myself. You got to believe in yourself. You're not going to go any further, no matter how much you love God, without you having a belief in yourself that you can accomplish something for God. David had to believe it because when people come against who you are, if you don't believe in yourself, they will shut you down. Amen. If you do not believe in yourself, when situations occur, they will shut you down. When people say things about you, uh, uh, of who you were, or, and, and, and especially if they write about what they say about you, about what you used to do, or about what you used to, you know, or whatever, or, or, or about a level that you were at, and God is calling you to another level. And if they write, and you can't come in agreement with that, it will stop you right in your tracks from becoming what God said. It will stagnate you. It will, it will, it will literally cut you down right there. Because at the end of the day, what you believe about yourself and, and God in you is going to determine where you end up, not people. Not people. Not people. Amen? People are fickle. You have to, your allegiance is to God. And as your allegiance is to God, the right people will come in your life so you can get to where you need to be. And sometimes God will, as you stand in faith, God will purge around you because there's the right people who need to come around you so you can get to where you need to be. Amen. Everybody say this with me. Say, I can't be afraid of people's faces. You can't be afraid of people's faces. Because if you do, it will, it, it will off-center you. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> One more time, say, I can't be afraid of people's faces. Praise the Lord. Y'all with me? Everybody say, faith potential. Inside of me is great. And now, what is, what is potential? It's what I'm capable of doing and becoming with my faith in the word of God. It's what I'm capable of doing and becoming with my faith in the word of God. We're going to continue our discussion on priorities. Uh, we need to tap in to tap, tap into faith potential. Now, I've been talking about the, uh, the importance, what, what is important and what is urgent. I'm asking God every week to give me something different. And this week he gave me this for urgency and important because you have to know the difference between what is urgent or be able to do important things and then what's urgent. This is what the Holy Spirit gave me for this week, urgent and important. You have to be at work at 730. You know you should get up at 6 uh, to spend half an hour, hour with God. It takes you 10 minutes to get to work. You take your shower at nighttime. Your clothes are already out, so it takes you 10 minutes to get dressed. You can get in your car. You can be at work in, in 12 minutes. So, but God wants you to get up at six so you can spend time with him. And that's important because he's trying to grow you and you want to grow. But urgency is, well, I know I'm supposed to be up at six, but I get up at seven. I shoot, I shoot, I brush my teeth because I already took my shower, wash my face, put my clothes on, shoot out the door because I eat something at work. So now I'm in urgency when what was important was spending time with God at six o'clock. And you're not prepared for the day. 
and the day eats you up. And, and, and it's little by little that your life gets zapped out of you because you're not spending time with God because you're doing the urgent thing. And you think the urgent thing is, is the important thing. No, the important thing was being up at six so you could spend time with God. All you're doing is living a life of urgency and it's draining you from life. It's draining your life out of you. You cannot live for God without the spirit of God. If you're not spending time with God, how are you going to live for God? If all you're doing is getting up and running out of the house. Because you're always in urgency mode. Last week I used tires, you know, but you got to learn the difference between what is urgent and what is important. And a lot of important things are, are passive, per se, because they're not going to make you do them. Urgent things try to uh, make you do them. Pa- uh, important things just lay there until they become urgent. And then they, they, they got you all twisted. You have to learn to do the important things. And this week, the Lord is talking about telling us about spending time with him in the morning. You're running out of the house. I seen a thing on Facebook. A lady, she was coming off her feet. She was like, because you keep hitting the snooze until it's, until it's time for you to go to work. And, and work now, see, it's important for me to be at work. But now I'm in urgency trying to get to work when it should have been important for me to get up and spend time with God first. Because it prepares me for my day. It, this has to be a lifestyle. I can't overemphasize the importance of spending time with God daily and building your relationship with him and then transitioning from there. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Are y'all with me? Everybody say important. Urgent. And, and the thing about, and we use exercising as one, I think the week before last, just like everybody should be doing some kind of exercise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everybody should be doing some kind of exercise because it keeps you healthy. See, when we don't do it, like we're, we're 25, we're 30, we're not really exercising. But then at, at 55, 60, you know, your, your health is really shot. You've been eating anything. And then you're like, Lord, why is my body breaking down? Because you're not doing the necessary things, the important things. Amen. You got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of yourself. See, I'm see, I'm shifting a little bit because I'm putting the practical and the spiritual together because we got to we got to understand both of them. I'll talk to you just about spiritual things without practical things. You're not going to win. You need both. You need to be you have you need to have a spiritual foundation, but you have to have practical things work in your life or it's not going to work. If we so spiritual that we ain't doing nothing practical, we're going to lose. The world going to beat you up and beat you out and kick you to the side while you praying in the spirit. You losing because you can't perform. You got to be able to perform. I know God and I can perform. That's why I can beat you because I can see what you can't see, but then I can perform just as good as you are better. You have to be a performer. You got to at work. You're supposed to be able to perform. You're supposed to be at, at, at 100. We'll come in at 60 and they working at 90. Think, think God going to give you a raise. <laughs> Amen. I got to everybody say perform. At high levels. Got to perform at high levels. At high level, at the, high, at, at, at the best of your ability, that's the level you should be performing at. The, the absolute, every day, because what you do, you don't do unto God. I mean, you don't do unto man, you do unto God. Every day, you should be given over 100% every single day at your job. Over 100%. You should be excelling, doing your very best, even if they're not paying you to do your very best. Because you cannot sow into God, because that's what you're doing, and not get the reward. So you might not even get it at that job, but God's going to repay you if you 
over deliver. Over deliver. You should always over deliver. You should always over deliver. I'm left, but we're going to. You should always what? Over deliver. You should always over deliver. Over deliver. Always go past the expectation because you want to be known as a person of excellence. So that means I'm going to go past what you thought I could do. I'm going. Are y'all with me? And I got God on my side. How can you lose? We're losing because we say we got God, but we have doing it. Can't win that way. You got to give everything. God expects you to give all, then he shows up. Amen. Your potential will not be reached in God until you get to the end of your potential. Till you stretch yourself out. Amen. Everybody say all of me. God expects me to perform at my highest level. God expects me to continue to learn. God expects me to continue to learn. God expects me to continue to learn. God is expecting something of me. Now, y'all hearing me. But he is always my foundation. That's why I, I put spiritual things first, because if you don't put spiritual things first, you'll start just doing all the natural stuff and think it's you. Let, let me tell you this. Let, let, let's go ahead and clear, clear the record now. I'm not saying to tell you you can't prosper without God. There's a whole bunch of folks out there prospering without God. But let me tell you this. When you get in that ditch, God ain't going to get you out of it. <laughs> See, that's the difference. God can sustain you supernaturally where you, when you can't sustain yourself. When that job runs out and they don't know what to do, you ain't even worried about it because, because God is your source, not that job. Amen. When that oil run out, when this, when this thing's going on, and when, when that oil run out, when, you, when you're driving down the street and, and, and the gas station is, is 100 miles away, you and that other person, God, you say, God, this car can't run out of gas, and it takes you all of the gas station supernaturally because he's your source. See, it's not just about money. It's not just about money. When you give to God and do it how God tell you to do, he'll show you how to, he'll maintain you out of the supernatural. We, we just said, we had a car in the name of Jesus. We had a car that the, that, that the transmission was gone. They said, we took it to the, to the, uh, to the, uh, Harabaka. We took it to some mechanics. They said the car was done. Well, my wife said, the Lord said, we need it. We can drive that car. I said, my wife was talking crazy. We drove that car for six months. It was ticking, tack, 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 tack. But we drove it for six months when they said the car would not drive no more. We drove it for how long? Six months. It was ticking. We went out of town in it one time. I was so nervous because it was, it, was, it was stop and go traffic. If you let, if you let the car just stay, stay at, you know, if you, if you keep it, <laughs> if you, the track, when the traffic's not moving, it starts getting hot. I'm like, Lord, don't let this car get too hot. <laughs> Don't let this car get too hot. Amen. But I'm telling you, we made it up there and made it back. It wasn't like out of town, out of town. It was like, like two hours away. But we was in that truck. I said, God, that, that needle getting hot. I didn't turn off the car. <laughs> See, y'all, y'all can't tell us about struggle. We know about it. Amen. 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 But the car ran for six months. My point is, God will do things supernaturally when you're dependent on him and not yourself. We got to get to a place where we're dependent on God. So you got to be all out for God. Amen. Everybody say all out for God. We just say, I'm, I remember another time. I've shared this before. I'm talking about, we, that's when we was living. Some of y'all don't know. Uh, uh, I left Southtown. We lost 
everything. When I say everything, everything, they thought they like, you going to stay with that crazy dude, that dude and left his job. We lost everything. We had a big old nice house. <laughs> we left uh, and I, I left the job. Our house got foreclosed on. My car got repoed. We was living on top of a store on Greenville Street. Two bedroom. All, all three of my kids were sleeping in, in a little bitty room about this big. And we had a little room. Our kitchen was about was itty bitty. And they was like, what is wrong with this dude? Is he gone out of his mind? And then I started driving around a little bit of Toyota to sell 1995 model. Beat up, but it ran good. And I remember we was out of money. Everybody say out of money. Everybody say out of money. We was out of money. And John, I mean, not John, uh, 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 James uh, had built something for the kids in the back. He had built them like a little playhouse. And uh, they was really done playing with it. You know, it was just sitting there. A guy came out of the blue, out of the blue. I don't know even how he saw this in the back of the yard. It was in the back. He said, you know what? I'll give you $500 for that. I said, you give me what? I said, well, let me. I said, hold up. Let me check. How about six? <laughs> I'm trying to maximize the moment. He, gave, he said, no, nah, I'm going to give you five. I'm going to tell him, we to our end, and he comes. Somebody just come up and show up and give us $500. Let me give you another one. Because I want you to understand that God is supernatural and he'll show up for you, but we got to trust him. I had sold a car to a guy. I had a Nissan 240SX. I sold it to him. He still owed me money for the car. It was like three years later, two years later. This man called me from jail. He's in a halfway house. He said, man, I owe you some money. Meet me at the county line. He was in Alabama. He said, meet me at the county line. I'm going to give you the money I owe you. Called me out of the blue and gave, how much was it, 300 Three hundred dollars. Two years later, out of the blue. Amen. Amen. Out of the blue. Two years later, he gets come up and just just. Hey, man, I owe you some money. <laughs> I would gave him the title, everything. Are y'all hearing me? See, I, 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 we got we got a, we got a shift. Everybody say shift. You, we got a shift. See, your faith potential is not in you. It's in God. But until you get to the end of you and step to the end of you, you'll never see it. I remember, I remember another time. Last $50. We gave $50 in church before we was out of church good. Somebody put some money in our hand. Another time, we had no food in the refrigerator. I'm talking about her aunt came over just out of the blue. Bags of food. We went from having no food. We didn't have no enough room to put the food. Thank God we don't have to live like that now, but we live through that. So what I, when, I, when I preach to you, I preach to you from a place. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't preach theory. I preach truth because we've been, been from here and we know how to get to there. And we trusted God from here to there. We've been married for 19 years. There's never been a time in our relationship, in our marriage, where we didn't tithe. Now, let me tell you this. There's been a time we didn't give offerings, and when we didn't give offerings, we didn't really see much increase. See, tithes just hold it down. The offering is what takes you into the overflow. I remember because we were struggling, so we just tithe, and we just just make it. When you tithe, you just make it because you can't hear God for increase because the same voice that tells you what to give. At, see, tithe, you don't have to hear God for a tithe. That's 10%. So all you got to do is take a calculator, $200 is $20. That, that, that's, that's all that is. But when you start hearing God 
about God. What do you not? No, no, no. What pastor said, what do you want me to give? Five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars. Now, see, I'm activating the voice of God to hear how he's going to increase me. Are y'all hearing me? I can hear him about how he wants to do what he wants to do in my life. See, my ears are not closed. My ears are open because listen, because I'm not now I'm not dependent on me. I'm dependent on him. God, your dependency, you're not going to have a dependency on God and you're dependent on him and him not show up. He might not show up when you want him to or when you thought he should or how you thought he would. But he always will. He always will. He always will. His grace is sufficient for us no matter where we find ourselves. No matter where you find yourself in life, if we'll stay connected to God and stay connected to God and stay connected to God, at some point, God's going to deliver you. At some point, he's going to deliver you. But he always delivers you. To a point where it looked like you can't be delivered. He, he, so you get to a place that when you when God shows up, you know, it's nobody but him. It's not a coincidence. So that you so that now your trust becomes more in him than it does in you. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? See, faith potential doesn't show up until you go all in. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to use it. Like last week, I had a horrible week last week. It was horrible. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I can keep going. But I keep going. See, God gives us strength not to give in to the temptation. It's not that you're not tempted, but you can get past the temptation when your spirit is strong enough. So as long as you can keep going, even when you're tempted, you get strong enough to overcome. And then God shows up and delivers you. Are y'all hearing me? See, the whole objective is not to quit. But... You don't want to say you ain't quitting, but then you're doing it in your own strength either. Because a lot of times we say, I ain't quitting, and we get especially headstrong people. They're headstrong, and now they're all in their mind. God ain't got nothing to do with it. I can make it happen. I can do this. And then it still fall apart because you are dependent on you, and you're working in your mind. God don't work in your mind. God work in your heart. Faith flows from the heart, not the mind. Your mind is only going to take you so far. It can only take you so far. We have to get to a place where our dependency is on God. And God will bring you to a place where you have to make a decision. Am I going to be dependent on God? Or am I going to be dependent on myself? Amen? Are y'all with me? Say, God will bring me to a place where I have to make a decision. All of us, I'm telling you, you're going, it's going to come to a place in your life where you're going to have to make a decision. This is a quality decision, a quality decision. Am I really going to serve God? Or I'm going to keep playing. Am I really going to serve God? I'm going to play. Then the next question you got to ask, do I really want to have a quality life? Do I really want to have a See, you got to answer that question. Do I want to serve God for real? And do I want to have a quality life? Because you can say you, you, you can say you can say, yeah, I want to serve God. But then we start talking about standing on the word for a quality life. And, and every time quality is right there at, at, at you, you back up off of it because it's there's pressure right there. Amen. We got to make a decision. Do I want to serve? Am I willing to serve God all in 
And do I want to have a quality life by his word? Amen. Let me ask you that question. Number one, are you all in? Number two, are you willing? Do you want to have a quality life? Uh, Number one, are you all in? Who's all in? Raise your hand. Number two, do you want to have a quality life? (laughs) When you answer yes to those two questions, now the pressure comes. The pressure that makes you what God wants you to be. The pressure that what? See, God puts pressure on us differently because he has different purposes for us. But we all deal with the pressure. And we have to be willing to go with God through the pressure, no matter how it comes, and have a dependency on him to get through. Amen. This is where you're made at. This is where you become to a place where no matter what comes against me, I can win because I know God got me. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not stumbling. I'm not stumbling. I know God got me because last time he did it, he going to do it this time. He's going to do it next time. But this is what I'm sure of as sure as I'm standing. There's going to come t- times in your life where you're going to come to a place where you're going to have to make a decision because life's going to hit you so hard. And, 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 and let me say this about when life hits you so hard. You don't have to choose God, but you just end up just you just come to a place where you don't have a, a life that that is full. You just have a life that is really deteriorating slow, slowly because the spirit of fear has come in and you're terrified of of life, of moving forward, of the things that have happened. So now you don't want to move forward because you don't want what happened last time to happen again. So now I live in a life that's boxed in to, the, to, to my past. And now I can never really be what God called me to be because I'm so boxed into the past, I can't go into the future. And we got to make a decision. We got to understand this. Please understand this this morning. That life is tough. But when life is tough, tough decisions have to be made. I can't, I can't, I can't be a person that when life gets tough, I back up and allow life to run over me. To allow situations, and I know I, this is a tough situation. I know what I need to do, but I'm scared to do it. I have to be the person that when I know what I need to do, then I'm going to do it. Now, I need you, I, I need you to go with me on this. At times when you do this, when you make the decision for change, sometimes there's there's a, a, a the, the word, there's backlash. There's things that happen. huh? There's backlash. So you make a good decision. But when you make the good decision, it's like everything come against you. and You wonder about the decision that you made. No, 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 no. You got to get past it. No, 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 no. I'm not even questioning the decision. I know what I need to do. I don't care what you bring at me because the only thing that's coming at me is trying to stop me, but it can't stop me. That's why it's trying to come at me because it's trying to kill the decision that I made, but you can't kill my decision. I can stick with it because I know that I'm connected to God. So no matter what you throw, uh-uh, no, I'm not going to back up. You can throw all the wind you want, but I'm going to the other side. Are y'all with me? And we have to get to a place that we receive what God wants to do. But, but I, I need you to get this. God is not going to make you receive it. God's not going to make you receive it. You got to do this on your own. You got to say, God, I want you. 
I'm going to tell you, this, this is the truth, this, this, and this is just my, my story. 